What's going down, people? Another episode of Chin Check. Um, so this week, just one thing that we're looking at, and that is the um, recent UFC fight night. Donald Cowboy Cerrone against Justin the Highlight Gaethje. Um, it was a superb card. Just great fights. So, um, yeah. Let's get right into that now, yeah? Oh, man. Well, (laughs) see, look, recently we've been getting more and more UFC events and you look at them coming up and on paper they look good. But there's always that, that lingering question, will this deliver and yo UFC um Vancouver god damn it you know otherwise known as UFC fight night 158 Donald Cowboy Cerrone against Justin the highlight Gaethje well people I think we can definitely say this card delivered. So it was coming from the Rogers Arena, Vancouver. And we had some good friggin' fights, man. Good fights. Um Yeah, like, you know, if we if we look back at the undercard, yeah, there was some oh man. So we had Lewis Smoker v Ryan Donald. So this was um, the second fight on the preliminary card, and yeah, I I think man Smoker, he he was going for a lot of body shots in this fight. He was pushing forward, um, yeah, really just going for the body and just. Just kind of a lot slicker with his movement. He was a little herky-jerky, which was throwing McDonald off. And sometimes he did, ha- like, swing big. But, you know, for the most part, he was keeping it kind of compact, going through the body, a lot of body shots. He was firing at the head, but not... It was mostly body. Um and McDonald was coming back with shots, but I think being on the back foot kind of um, just had him off a bit. And it it was just, I think it was just all these body shots that Smoker was throwing. And I think it lulled McDonald into like just a false kind of pattern. Because it was fun, it was with about, 30 seconds left in the round, something like that, right, man, Smoker, he he threw like a left hook, 
well, more, I probably, no, probably a straight left and then a right hook. And, uh, yeah, McDonald went down. They just landed on the chin. So precise. It was like, oh. And because I think McDonald was just expecting those body shots, when the ones came to that head like they did, it was just like, oh, you were meant to do that. So, yeah, that was, oh, man, it was really good performance from Schmolker. Really was. So the next fight that was um entertaining, it was Chaz Skelly against Jordan Griffin. Um, so, so, sorry, the, the Smoker fight was at Bantamweight, then the, the, this fight is at Featherweight. Um, and, yeah, I think in the first round, Griffin comes out swinging, you know? And, like, yeah, I, I, I think it, it, like, when he did land, they were big shots, but, it gave Skelly the um, the best opportunity for him to take Griffin down. And once he t- got him down, he was then just attacking for subs all round, you know? Um, towards the end of the first, Griffin was able to escape... And look, you know, he, he looked to throw some heavy shots before the end. But with the, with the ground control and all of that, you had to give the first, I think, to Skelly. So then second round, Griffin comes out hard again. And, yo, this time he's able to take Skelly down. Uh, and he's hunting for the net. He is really attacking, um, but he makes a mistake, um, which gives Skelly his back, and then um, yeah, Skelly just you know he controls controls Jordan for the um, so Griffin for the rest of the round, you know, which. It it made it close, but I think again it just gave um it gave Skelly the rest of the you know gave him the round. So I think going into the third, Skelly was probably up two. So um third round, Skelly, you know he he's just able to. Uh, Take advantage of Griffin's mistakes. Controls the back. Wins the fight. Yeah, I I, I think that was... It was just the whole thing. And I I just, you know, with this fight, I just think... Skelly was the more comfortable on the ground... And just used to get into certain situations. Like I in the second round, um Griffin was on um oh or was it 
Yes, no, Griffin was on Skelly's back. Skelly went for a dump. So he, he did a flip. And when he was flipping, he was already spinning out. So he landed on top in half. Griffin tried the same thing. But he, he didn't start to move while in flight. So when they landed on the ground, you know, Skelly was still on his back. And he kind of, you know, put himself in a worse situation. So I think it was just, this fight was just the fact Skelly was just, yeah, more comfortable and adept on the ground, really. Um, So we then had... Brad Katona against Hunter Azur in the bantamweight. And um, so, yeah, Azur is coming off the contender series. Uh, so this was, like, with this fight, Azur had the more power. But Katona used good movement. I think... He he should have got the decision, but it did go to Azur. So yeah, I'm, I'm like it wasn't you know a great fight or anything like that. But yeah, I think I would have given it to um, Katona. Really, um, I think the next standout fight, the really good fight on the um, the prelims, was um, the prelim main event. And, um, whoa, (laughs) oh, Jesus, that's all I could say, man, whoa, so we had Marcin Tabura against Augusto Saki, um, and I think both fighters, you know, because this is heavyweights, man, so we, these dudes are big, you know what I mean, but I think both had, um, it looked like both had worked on cardio and physique. Because they did seem kind of lighter. Like they were carrying more muscle and less just weight. But, um... Man. Ah, uh, man. It was just, like... Just out the gate. Out the gate. Saki comes out throwing shot. Like heavy shots at Tabura. Um, and I think Tabura backed up to the fence thinking he can cover up. You know? Thinking, I am gonna shell up, weather this storm, and then I'll come back and do my thing. That's all I can assume Tabura was, you know. It was just running through his head here. Yeah, like, I think fighters sometimes forget that they, they, they don't have boxing gloves. You know, you, it's very difficult to shell when someone is, you know, got these four-ounce gloves. Four-ounce? I think it's four-ounce. They're small-ass gloves, right? And, um... Yeah, a couple of straight shots 
get through to Bora's defence. Like, one of them stuns him. So, he's stunned. Then Saki throws an overhand, puts him down. Tabora is out. Oh, my God. It was nasty. Like, the power Saki showed. It was nasty. Not even a minute into the fight. It's done. That's how, you know what I mean? That's how crazy this fight was. It was just like, God damn, man. You know what I mean? Like, you created a situation where people are going to be like, um, I might pass on Saki, man. He looks oh, heavy. And I don't know. I'm, I, You know what? I would say because, um, you know, Saki hasn't had that many fights in the, um, you know, in the octagon. I don't think... Oh, let me try and um, think of his record. Okay, so this... Yeah, this is his third fight. So he's fought um, Chase Sherman. You know? So, um, yeah, that was a TKO. Then he went to a decision against Arlovsky. So, yeah, this is his third fight. So... You know what? Maybe Greg Hardy. Maybe Greg Hardy, man. They they both have power. So yeah. A fight against Greg Hardy a fight against Greg Hardy could be a good you know what I mean next fight for both of those cats. Yeah. I I'm I'm kinda of feeling that that might be the way to go. Okay, so now we're into the main card. And god damn it, man, when you look at the main card, whoo, some good fights. All right, so the first fight in the light heavyweight decision, we got um, Misha Serkinov against Jim Crew. So, um,. Yeah, like, crew unbeaten in the UFC against Mitya Serkinov, who is coming off a loss to Johnny Walker. And, um, <coughs> man, it's like, Misha, you know, he, he, he gets crew down. And, um, yeah, he, he's, like, controlling you know, the, like the first half of the round, yeah, he's got it. Crew, he then is able to um, reverse, but he he kind of like the reversal is it's not really skill; it's more like a power move. So there's that you know we then got a lot of back and forth between the two. Yeah, like. You know, crew. He he gets off some ground and pound, um, on Serkinov. You know, because he gets him down, lands some good shot, like some really good shots, 
and you're thinking, oh shit, could this be it? I don't know, could this be it? But, like, Misha, you know, he, he's he's a skilled dude, so he uses his skill to lock up, um, lock up with crew, and, uh, yeah, he, he, he just sinks in, like, a submission, and, uh, you know, you're thinking, okay, it looks tight, crew kind of tries to get out of it, Sirkinoff, like, he, um, he then kind of rolls, so he goes from bottom to on top, crew taps, Sirkinoff, Yo, wins it with a Peruvian necktie. It, like, whoo, it, man, because at first you're not quite sure, then you just see how tight it is. And it was just like, yo, god damn it, man. So, yeah, that was, like, slick. So slick. And considering the fact it looks like Fruit was going to um pound Serkinov out. You know what I mean? It was just like, god damn it. That exchange was crazy. Such a fun fight. So next up, we got um Antonio Carlos Jr., Shoe Face, Genturiah Hall. And yo, I have to say, like, going in, you know, listening to a lot of the, you know, kind of UFC podcasts and everything like that. I mean, people had their money on Shoeface. You know, Hall was coming. Like, his form has been very up and down of late. He hasn't looked bad. But sometimes there's just been these little mistakes costing him fights. So, yeah. I think, I think Carlos Jr. was the biggest favorite on the card but um yeah i don't know man so first round man there's a lot of jabs exchanged you know what i mean hall lands like a heavy one and so um yeah carlos jr he goes for a takedown gets it and gets halls back but yeah, Hall's yeah, he escapes. Um yeah, then it's just back to jabs. You know, the back on their feet, um, throwing shots out. And um Carlos Jr. he like ends the round with another takedown and um yeah, bit of control. Bit of control on the ground. So, um, yeah, it's just a bit like, mm, probably the first round you'd give to um, Carlos Jr., probably. So, second round, you know, we're back to a, a lot of back and forth on the feet. Um, yeah, Carlos Jr., you know, he tries to... Um, yeah, grind Hall against the fence, you know, utilize the clinch, hold him there, put his weight on him, Hall, he breaks away, and 
just lands up. Yo, some heavy ass shots. Um, and uh, yeah, Carlos Junior goes down. Hall he um lands a lot of ground and pound. He's like throwing heavy, heavy. Um, he then is a bit like yeah, because you know. I think Carlos Jr. wants it to be on the ground, essentially. So, he lets him up. And, um, yeah, I think he lets him up. So, thinking they can exchange a bit more on the feet. He can maybe knock him out. But Carlos Jr., you know, he, like, he, you know, he understands where he's going to win. So he, he then gets Hall back up against the fence, trying to, um, yeah, wear him out with, you know, making him carry his weight. But now it's kind of one all around each. So it's all to play for in the third. Um yeah, Carlos Jr. goes for an early takedown um, and controls, yeah, like he controls the whole round, really, on Hall's back. So, I don't know. So, it, you know, you kind of think from the control and everything like that, Carlos Jr. is going to take Take the fight. But. Goes to a split decision. Yahaya Hall gets the win. Now I kind of wonder. If it's because in the first round. When Hall was touching. um, You know Carlos Jr. It was heavy punches. So, and and he, you know, he was moving forward, putting pressure on. So, I'm kind of thinking that, um, yeah, the judges probably gave it in um, Hall's favour because of the pressure. That's what it probably, you know what I mean? I think that's what it, how it must have gone. <clears throat> so, now... So this is a weird one, right? So we're back, we're, we're um down to welterweight. So we got Michael Pereira against Tristan Connolly. Now, Tristan Connolly usually fights at um lightweight, but he took this fight on short notice. Okay, took this fight on five days short notice. Which is crazy. So he's upper weight class. It's five days notice. Michael Pereira. Michelle Pereira. Like he comes in heavy. He misses. Misses weight. So. When you see these dudes. In the octagon. God damn it. Pereira is. Huge. You know what I mean? Pereira is huge. Connolly, he doesn't really, like, looking at him, wouldn't think he's a fighter. Do you know what I mean? Wouldn't think he's a fighter. So, you're just like, oh, no. 
oh no, this is not gonna be good. And it is a crazy ass start. Jesus Christ, man. Pereira comes out with just crazy ass moves. You know what I mean? Like, I think there was a cartwheel. There was some jumping, you know, spinning attacks. It was crazy. But, you know what I mean? These are flashy moves. These are these flips and everything like that. But they're big moves. Which means you're using a lot of energy to do them. You know what I mean? So, if you're throwing stuff like that and a lot of stuff like that, you want to end it. You want to end it quick. You know, especially if you've missed weight as well, because you're just like, all right, you're because your cardio is compromised. You missed weight. You know what I mean? But yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So it's all of this. But Connolly's pushing forward. You know what I mean? He's pushing forward through all of this crazy that is coming at him, like um. You know, he's taking the shots, but they're not, like, stopping him in his tracks. They're not, like, concussive hits. Connolly gets a takedown, and he, yo, he really, he gets a takedown and really starts pressuring things. Yo, and, um... As the round is going on, I, you know, I think in the first round, we we started to see Pereira slow. You know? I, yeah, I think we started to see him slow in that first round. Second round, Connolly, you know, he's pushing forward. He's pressuring Pereira. And um, really... Kind of utilizing the stand up, even with a couple of, um, you know, knees from Pereira. So Pereira's trying, but again, like, it's not small little knees. Like, he's trying big movements, big movements. Um, but yeah, but you know, Connolly, um, is, uh, yeah, he's throwing, um, Pereira gets a takedown. Um, you know, yeah, I don't know. He gets a takedown. Uh, you know, gives him a couple of minutes breathing space. You know, towards the end of the round. But yeah, he doesn't do anything with his takedown. You know, it, you so you you literally. You can see that it, it's just to um, get, try and get his breath back. Trying to, you know, suck that air in. Third round. Um, Pereira tries for another takedown. You know, but Connolly, he grabs a guillotine. That, um, I don't know, I, I think it was... Um, 
Yeah, it was close. I think it was close. In the scramble, Connolly gets a takedown and then um, controls the rest of the round. Controls the rest of the round, which is insane. It's insane because, you know, Pereira was the big, like, significantly bigger guy. So you're kind of thinking that, yo, he should be able to, you know, power out of some of these moves or just something like that. But, man, Connolly showed just tremendous form. Tremendous form. It was a fun, it was a fun fight. Was a fun because we get to see David slay Goliath and Goliath throw uh, like a crazy, crazy load of kind of gymnastic moves. So this was fun, you know. You you kind of think, hey, this could be a fight of the night contender, but because Pereira missed weight, you're like, ah, I don't think it's eligible for it. You know, because Pereira can't get any bonuses because he missed weight. That's the rules. But it was a good move for Connolly, especially upper division. So, hey, he's definitely getting more fights in the UFC. And next time, he's going to be at his own weight class. So he looked this good at welterweight. What's he going to look like at, you know, mid-lightweight? You know? (laughs) <laughs> That's the crazy thing. What's he going to look like at lightweight? Damn. So, um, yeah, next fight, we are in the uh, heavyweight division. And it's the return of Todd Duffy. So, yeah, I think the last time we'd seen Duffy was in a loss to Frank Mir, which was, I think, like two Two years ago, um, maybe three, um, and he was fighting Jeff Hughes, who uh, you know trains with Stipe Miocic. So, um, you know, this was man. It was an interesting fight. Like Duffy comes out like really trying to pr- pressure, and um, he gets a takedown on Hughes. And <clears throat> Hughes gets back up and they're exchanging shots. Duffy lands. You know, he lands some like big shots on Hughes. Thing is though, like Duffy's defense is not really there. There's no real defense. So he's pushing forward, throwing big, and um he he's um you know he he's taking shots too he's taking shots too but lands a big shot on Hughes Hughes goes down um yeah like um I think he's um yeah you know, he he he's throwing some punches and all of that and, you know, like, Hughes gets up, and they're in a clinch, 
on the fence. I poke. Frigging I poke is just like, ah, shit. And straight away, you you know something's up. Because I, Duffy's like, I can't, I can't see. You know, like, I'm, 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 I've, I've got, my vision is blurred. But, like, which isn't a good thing. Because as soon as you say that, doctor's coming in and they're going to call the fight. But he's like, just give me some time. You know, I should be fine. Give me some time, I should be fine. But it's just the whole, I'm, my, yeah, I'm blurred. I'm, I'm seeing double. Which is just like, yeah, that, that's, as soon as those words get uttered, you know, it, yeah, this is probably getting called. Doctor comes in, kind of repeats the same to the doctor, asking for some more time because of his vision. Doctor's just like, nah, we're pulling this fight. So, yeah, no contest. It's done. It's done, which is... It's a shame, because, like, Duffy was landing some big shots, but no defense, so he was taking some shots too, going so, like, he had put Hughes down, but Duffy had got himself rocked as well, so, yeah, this this could have been interesting, man, it could have been an interesting ass fight. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe they rebook it. Who knows? But um, yeah, so now we are into the co-main event, which is light heavyweight. It's um Glover Teixeira against Nikita Krylov. Um, so <clears throat> in the first round, Teixeira. Man, he gets a really good takedown um, of on Krolov. And, uh, yeah, takes his back. He's, um, like, he's a bit high. And um, Krolov's able to shake him off. And um, then gets, like, Tixira's back. Um, he, he goes for a reanimated choke. Tixira escapes. Round ends on the feet. Both landing shots. So, ah, oh, close first round. But, um, you know, close round. I don't know. I think Tixira probably got the better of it, though. You know what I mean? Second round. They're exchanging shots. Uh, Tixira is probably landing the better of those shots. But, um, you know, Nikita, like, gets into it at times. Um, you know, but, you know, as the round wears on... Um, yeah, so round wears on, like, Tixira, you know, you're thinking he's probably taking a bit more control, but Krolov gets a takedown, Krolov gets a takedown, 
So you're a bit like, hmm, okay. It could be 1-1. Could be 1-1 going into the third. Um, yeah, third round. Man, it's, yeah, kind of a chess, chess game. Um, on the ground, there's a, there's a lot of back and forth. Um, some reversals, all of that. But Tixera, you know, I think Tixera kind of he, you can see him wearing out um, Krolov. You know, as it's going, I think Tixera ended around the fresher of the fighters, and um, yeah. He um, walks away with a split decision. Um, you know, ended the ended the last round on top. So, mm, yeah, that that could be it. That could be it. It was it was close though. Was a close fight. But yeah, good win for Tixera. Um, no, like the funny thing is though, I think Krolov did look like it looked like he'd put more muscle on looked like you know what i mean he'd been really working on his strength and conditioning going into this fight might have been at the detriment to his stamina but um you know glicks you know, is you know he, he can wear you out on the ground though so you know yeah, it's just one of those things, man. But uh, yeah, now main event. God damn it, it's the fight we've all been looking forward to. Just in the highlight, Gaethje against Donald Cowboy Cerrone. Ah, man, you know, like, and through all the build up to this fight, Cowboy was looking. So loose. You know what I mean? Which is always a good sign. A loose cowboy. Oh man, that's a good cowboy. So, you know, I think most people seem to have Gaethje. But I was kind of thinking if if cowboy can, you know, mitigate his start. So, you know, because we know Cowboy can start slow. But if he can start like he did against Ferguson, you know what I mean? This could be his fight. You know, get into that second round. Do your thing. That's what I'm thinking. But... Man, this was crazy. As soon as the fight starts, Cowboy is, it's it's weird. He's looking real stiff. You know, real stiff, real hesitant. It's, It's just like, just seemed off. You know what I mean? No clue why. Yo, no clue why, but Cowboy was looking real off in there. Real off. Um, so Gaethje, man, he's landing first. You know, he's landing first. And he he's 
yo, hitting those leg kicks. Cowboys blocking some, but you know what I mean? Gaethje is the one with all the pressure. Man, so every time they exit in exchange as well, Gaethje lands. Gaethje lands. Like, Cowboys moving out. His hands are down. It's, it's just... Ah, I don't know. It's just not... It's, it's you know, it's, it's not the Cowboy that we've seen in the last few fights. It's just... Yeah, just not great. And um, <clears throat> I think that's the pro- that was the problem. It was the exiting exchanges. Because, man, it's probably a minute left in the round. Gaethje catches Cowboy with a hook. Catches it, him with a, like, mm, God damn it, it was a, uh, you know, heavy hook. Cowboy is dazed, goes down, and you're just like, yeah, it's over, man, it's, it's, it's over. Referee is just like, no, continue hitting him, continue hitting him, and you're just like, ref, man, you, you can end this fight, you can end this fight now, oh, man, and eventually he does. But yeah, it, it it wasn't the cowboy I think we were hoping for in this one. Um But you know like it was it was a good performance from Gaethje. Definitely a good performance from Gaethje. And um like so, you know, he is he, he yeah, he's kinda calling for the winner of um Khabib Ferguson. So yeah, which I thought, hey, that w- I appreciated that. I appreciated the fact he wasn't like, I want Khabib now. You know, he's like, yeah, Tony deserves the next fight. I'll take the winner of that. But so afterwards at the um the press conference, he did say you know, because at first he's just like, you know, Connor's retired. So, you know, I want the winner of um, Khabib Ferguson. But he then did say that, yeah, he would fight Connor. So, I think that's the big thing. What do you do? Yeah, because you could, right? You could have um, Khabib Ferguson... Connor Gaethje is the co-main event. You know what I mean? That could work. Now, we, we've seen in the past, Connor didn't want a co-main event. So, you know, like the other thing that you could do, okay, so you could do Connor Gaethje main event of a you know, a fight night at the end of the year. So, December, fight night, Conor Gaethje, main event. Then, the last pay-per-view, Khabib Ferguson. 
So you, I think like there's a week in it, maybe two weeks difference. So you know that would mean the winner of both are in the right place to meet each other. There's no huge delays or anything like that. Winners could fight, you know. As I, I, I think that could be the way to go. That could be the way to go. Hmm. Not sure about um. Not sure what you do with uh. Yeah, I don't know what you do with um, cowboy next. You know. Don't know. Don't know what you do with cowboy next. That's the um. Yeah, that's the question, right? Hmm. Not sure. Yeah, he doesn't want to retire, so yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. So, in the press conference, um, you know, they uh, gave out the um, the awards for the night. So, as you might suspect, so um, Gaethje gets a performance of the night. Um, you know, yeah, you can see that. Misha Serkinov gets a, uh, a performance bonus, which, you know, I like the slick, a slick transition, you know, like guillotine into Peruvian necktie. God damn it. We don't see a lot of those. So, yeah, you know, that that warrants that. What was nice, though, what was real nice? So. Tristan Connolly, Michelle Pereira, get fight of the night. Get fight of the night. Tristan Connolly takes the full hundred because Pereira can't get a bonus. And you know what? Yeah, I'm happy with that because, you know, he took the fight on five days' notice. Upper weight class and Pereira missed weight. So, you know, I, I have to say, I think Connolly definitely deserves that cheddar. So, um, yeah, that, that was awesome. You know what I mean? Uh, that was just a great little, that was a great situation. So, yeah, all about that. Um, but, people, it doesn't stop there. Next week, we have got UFC Fight Night 159, Mexico City, baby. And, um, yeah, so that featherweight main event, Yaya Rodriguez against Jeremy Stevens. And we haven't seen Rodriguez since his knockout, he's, god damn it, I think it was like, what, a second left in the fight knockout of the Korean zombie. So, um, yeah, it's like we've seen zombie since, and he was good. So, uh, you know, what's going to happen? Like, you know, it's been a long ass time. How's Yaya going to... Um, yeah, how's he going to perform against Little Heathen 
who we know brings it. So that's going to be a fun fight. Also on the card, Carla Esparza against Alexo Grasso. That's the co-main event. A strawweight fight. And you kind of feel if Grasso wins this fight, she is definitely in title contention because she's been looking good of late, especially the last fight. God damn it, that was a great performance. And on the flip, if um Carla can get the win, kind of puts her back in the mix because she was looking good. And then she um, lost one. So, uh, yeah. That's a fun fight. Brandon Marrero against Askar Askarov. Another good fight. Arena Aldana against Vanessa Mello. That, that, you know, that should be fun. Um, Martin Bravo against Steven Peterson. So we got that. That's the main card. So, um, yeah. Things are looking good. You also, on the prelims, we've got, um, Sagara Eubanks against Beth Correra. Besh Correra, even. Um, Sergio Pettis against Tyson Nam. We got um, Vincenzo Moreria against Paul Craig. Uh, Arena Carnalusi against Angela Hill. Man, we got some fun ass fights, people. So, yeah, gonna be back next week's chin check with some more UFC fun. What? Okay, people, so, um, yeah, that's it for another episode. There's a little bit of fight news floating around. Um, all right, so, like, firstly, um, so, Sarah Frotto, Frota, even, um, she's been cut from the, by the UFC, and this is because she failed a drug test um so it was an in-competition urine sample she provided um on july 27th at ufc 240 in edmonton so um she lost that fight by technical knockout to jillian robertson um which makes her um you know, on two losses in the UFC, so, um, yeah, they were just like, yo, you've lost twice, failed a drug test, so, yeah, she's done, and, um, she's got a two-year suspension, so she will be next eligible to fight, um, July 28th, 2021, so, um, yeah, that's a yeah. She fucked up right there. Um, so also, um, it looks like they're looking to pair Robbie Lawler against Santan Santiago Ponzinibbio. 
Um, so word is this fight is looking to be done for UFC 245, which takes place in Las Vegas on the 14th of December. Remember, that is the date Connor tweeted the other day. Um, also, um, uh, the Zabit Mag- <laughs> Magomed Sharipov v Calvin Cater fight, which was meant to take place on the 18th of October at UFC Boston, that has now been rescheduled to November the 9th at UFC Moscow. So that's good. It's only, I think it's three weeks later. So that's, that's yeah, that's decent. Also on the Moscow card is um, Zelim Imedev v Danny Hot Chocolate Roberts. Um, so that could be an interesting matchup. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty much it this week, people. So, um... Yeah, tune in next week and we will be talking, um, oh gosh, what is it? It's UC Mexico, yeah, uh, so we got Yaria Rodriguez against Jeremy, a little heathen Stevens, we got Carla Espresso against, um, Alexa Grasso, so yeah, it's looking like a really fun card, so we'll have all of that next Wednesday, so, uh, yeah, catch you then, people, peace!